Welcome to episode 79 of the Frenemy Sports Podcast. Um, NFL recap and pick them today. Uh, we're going to recap Wildcard Weekend and then preview the divisional round. Uh, we're going to do our uh, review pretty quickly here. We're going to go through the games. Quick thoughts. Uh, we'll start at Seahawks Niners. Niners went up big at first. Seahawks came back. We're leading after the first half, and then they just plowed the Seahawks after that. Yeah, it was, it was a blow at the second half. Purdy looked good after he looked kind of shaky in the first half. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that game? Um, good for the Seahawks. They made it further than anyone thought they would, obviously. Uh, first half things were definitely uh, – I think a lot of people were surprised to see that first half result. I think that shows the inexperience of Purdy, which I think we'll touch on in a later bit. But, yeah, good blow went for the Niners. Okay. Yep. We'll move along here. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars. Jaguars took home the W. Um, so proud of them. Uh, when they were down 27 nothing, Jack had sent a text in the group chat basically saying Trevor Lawrence, the worst quarterback deputy exists. Something along those lines. I basically said, we're coming. We're coming. Down 27 nothing, And my God, did we come. All the way back down 27-0. Oh, I'm so proud of my team. Trevor Lawrence is the MVP. Jack, fuck you. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. Very, very disappointed in how that uh, game turned out. Because if that game goes the other way, I'm in first place and you're in last place for the pick'em. Uh, very upset. Trevor Lawrence did look awful. He threw four interceptions. You don't have a good game and throw four picks. Uh, the big takeaway from that game. Half. Perfect. Big take. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a game of two halves. Big takeaway from that game. Uh, Brandon Staley, in my opinion, has solidified himself as the worst coach of the 2020s. Uh, he's had a top-five quarterback all three years in Los Angeles. He's had Bosa and Derwin James and this year he had Asante Samuel on his defense. And offensively, he had Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen his entire tenure in Los Angeles. And he's made the playoffs once, and he blew a 27-point lead. Staley's a terrible head coach. Firing the, I think they fired the D.C. I don't, I don't get what that has to do with anything. Uh, they're doing a whole staff overhaul when really I think the big problem is Brandon Staley. Staley is right now, in my opinion, probably the worst coach to still have a job in the NFL. It's a joke. He should be fired. The offense isn't creative at all. They weren't creative all season. Uh, I thought I'd, I just assumed the Chargers would fire him. They did not. I don't understand why. Um, I feel bad for Justin Herbert. He's easily a top five, top seven quarterback, somewhere in that range, with a chance to be top five, top three pretty soon, maybe even top one. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be better than Mahomes ever, but like he's a guy that can, can take you to a Super Bowl, has a talent too, and he's just not being surrounded by the coaching staff that he needs right now. Yeah, uh, you two nailed it pretty much on the head. Um the Chargers under, underperformed all year. In my opinion, this was just a perfect way to go out for them, just based on how they've been playing all year. A 27 nothing pathetic loss to the Jaguars, who aren't even that good of a football team. And watching the watching the Chargers lose like this, it it should definitely question why Staley still has a job. Like there's like I know they're doing a whole staff rehaul, which I think is complete horseshit, because the whole root of the problem is Brandon Staley. Jack's been saying that for years. Um, yeah, it has to be Staley gone. The Jaguars one of eight teams remaining, so saying they're not a good football team is just blatantly wrong. But sure, keep hating on the Jags when we go into Arrowhead and beat them next week. Uh, all right, uh, Dolphins-Bills next game. I think we were all expecting a blowout here, and it looked like it was going to be. Bills were up 14-0 and got the, had the ball. 
the Dolphins, I don't really know how because their quarterback didn't even play that well. I think he was 18 for 45, two picks and a touchdown. They kept it close. Their defense played really well. And, yeah, honestly, it was good for the Dolphins. They kept it close. Bills ended up pulling away, and now they have a matchup with the Bengals next week. Yeah, um, good for Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. I mean, no one thought they'd be in that game. I think everyone was very concerned in the final, up until the final four or five minutes. That was a ball game. The entire game, the Dolphins played really well. Uh, Two was there. I think that may be a different story because they caught the Bills sleeping a little bit. Josh Allen had potentially potentially five turnovers. He had three fumbles and he had two picks. Yes, they recovered two out of the three fumbles, but he's turnover prone in the red zone. That's something we haven't seen from Josh Allen since his rookie year, which as a Bills fan, I would be concerned. Um, I know the Bengals didn't look as great either, but uh, you have to play a damn damn near perfect game to beat the Cincinnati Bengals right now, in my opinion. And if the Bills play like what they did last week, this might be a rounding next week. Yeah, I'll say this about uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, Josh Allen, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, arguably top three, top four. It's hard to have him anywhere other than top four. Um, this year, though, no one's thrown more interceptions than Josh Allen. He's been turnover prone all season. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very hard. I'll, I'll defend the Bengals on this, too. It's very hard uh, to play a team three times in one season and beat them uh, on your last matchup, even if their quarterback is Skylar Thompson, brand new rookie who's not very good. It's hard because the other coach knows everything about you schematically, philosophically. Philosophically, they know what you're going to do. Um, and the Dolphins played a hell of a game. Mike McDaniels had a hell of a season as the Dolphins head coach. Uh, no doubt he'll be back next year. But yeah, no, Josh Allen, I think he's the biggest concern for the Buffalo Bills right now. Because if Josh Allen plays a clean game, you're probably going to win the football game. But I haven't really seen Josh Allen do that this year. He's had an interception in almost every game he's played. So something to look out for this coming week against the Bengals. Yeah, um, I, you guys summed it up pretty well. I, I, the only thing I disagree with, and I guess this kind of leads into the Bengals game, I don't think you have to play a perfect game to beat the Bengals right now, but you do have to play better than what the Bills displayed against the Dolphins. Um, it was kind of, I get, can I just transition in that game? Um, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to ask. Uh, no, hold on, unless, hold on. Just a quick, quick, little, quick, quick little thought here. Um, I always like to keep Jackson accountable for when he throws some incorrect stats out there. He says it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. Uh, it's happened 21 times, and 14 out of those 21 times, it's been a 3-0 sweep. Card to go on. Well, how many, like, uh, I don't I don't know if Jackson's necessarily wrong on that one. How, wait, how many NFL wait, seasons? Yeah. How am I wrong on that? that? That doesn't happen very often. That's, the 20, NFL's been wrong since how long? Jack, since what? Jack, since the, what Jack, was the NFL founded? Jack, like the 1960s? A team, a, team has, a team has played another team 21 times. They've played one team three times in a season 21 times. So it doesn't mm-hmm. happen that often. So how, how many those, times have they won? Out of those 21 times, a team beat the other team three straight times 14 out of the 21 times. Which means it's difficult to no, beat a team three that times. That that hold on no that grade is like sixty six percent that's a D plus, Jackson fourteen out of twenty one times the team has swept three and zero. So your stat yeah. is just incorrect. Well, th- it's, it's not, not easy though. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, it's happened twenty one times. Jake, I, I completely agree, disagree with that number. 
Oh well, you can't. It's a fact. You no, it, you said it was an opinion. I understand I that, but I, I, I it's still it doesn't it doesn't make it it doesn't make it any easier. It's still hard to beat a team three straight times in one season. Well, if it was hard, there would no. be all these sweeps. No, but I guarantee if you go back and look at those scores, it's Thank probably you. it's it's probably a lot of the one or two teams, one or two seed teams, um, and it's probably a closer game than people predicted. Which I, I just even even on like a high school level, like when you play a team two times in a conference and then you see them in the playoffs, like it's it's hard. Just at a high school level, not to mention when you're talking about the best athletes in the world. So I get I get Jack's point on that even though the team should win most of the time, it makes sense that it, it should be a close game regardless. Which is why I don't think Bengals or Bills fans should be too worried. They do need to play better, but it's hard to do that. And that sort of game, um, which kind of leads to the Bengals game, I think they're fine as well. Uh, I thought that game would be closer than the Bills-Dolphins game. I just thought the Bills-Dolphins, there was too much talent differential. Um, and I just, I, I, I wasn't really surprised by this game. I, I'm not really reading too much in this game. I'm really excited to watch the Bengals and the Bills play. I think it's going to be one of the best two games on the slate. Um, but I think I think the Bengals are fine. How can you not read too much into this game, though? I mean, Josh Allen was turnover prone. He's been turnover prone kind of a lot this year, more than I think that's how people are expecting. Like I think, I mean, going into yes. this game, it was scary to watch Josh Allen in the red zone. He, he potentially could have turned the ball over five times. Yes, I know they recovered two of his fumbles, but what if they don't? That's a whole different game. Even if the Dolphins just get one of those, like the Dolphins, we could be talking about the Dolphins pulling off one of the greatest upsets in the playoffs for a long time if they win this game. If if they recover that fumble, right now we're talking about the Bills and how they barely got by. Like I'm just saying, I think the Dolphins and the Bills, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy for a Bills fan. Like you can't. Like, yeah, I, but I, I mean, can you not read too much into it when he's turned the ball over all year, and then in the first playoff game he plays this year, he potentially hit three turnovers and could have turned them over five times. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the same time, it, you want to say hi to the podcast if you're just going to yell in the background of it. That's on me, everyone. Uh, this is my sister, loving, caring. Oh, she's gone. Um, I just don't. I, that's how. That's how Josh Allen has been all years. That's how. That's how the Bills have been all year. They've kind of relied on Josh Allen, and like I said, when you have a divisional opponent, now it it is sad. I mean, did the Bengals play a great game either? No. So I don't. I don't really think, and I don't think great players have back to back bad games. So I think the Bills end up being fine. All right, I guess I'll go next here. Um, are we still we're still on the Bills game? I thought you were going to transition to the next one. Well, I tried to, but then like we started talking about the the Bengals, and then Ellie, you know, decided to make an appearance, which is the problem moving this to the basement. But I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys made all good points about Josh on the Bills. Well, we can move on here. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Vikings lost by by seven at home. I was completely wrong about this game. I've never really respected the Giants. I thought the Vikings were still a really good team, and they were going to overwhelm them. And I think the Giants were just – they were a better team, better coached. Um, Hunter called this from the beginning. He's always said there's only one good team in New York, and it's the Giants. So, yeah, Hunter, I'm going to kick it to you. 
Yeah, um, I've been saying it all year. I think the Giants are a legit football team. They were the only legit football team in New York. That's when even the Jets had a lot of waves. I think the Giants were the only one that were staying steady and consistent. Um, yeah, the Vikings choked. I mean, it was a it was a massive choke job considering what they started in the uh, what they started in the regular season. Um, Brian Dable's a legit head coach right now. I think he's coach of the year in my opinion, and what he's done with that New York Football Giants franchise has uh, been brilliant his first year. So I think if we see if we see the Giants come out and play the football they did last week, they could shock a lot of people. And I think they've already shocked people being the Vikings. I think it kind of woke people up like Jake. Yeah, Hunter, I mean, I'll, I'll give the Giants a lot of credit. Um, they woke me up for sure. Um, I thought they were a good football team this year. I didn't think they were capable of going into Minnesota, containing Justin Jefferson, um, and putting up enough points to come out on top, and, and they did. Um, Dable out game playing Kevin O'Connell beautifully. I mean, it was the, the Giants were better in every single facet of that game. Uh, receivers were more open. Running game was there. Uh, and there were just so many, like, you you could tell Dable knew the scheme of that Minnesota defense because so many of these plays are just underneath crossers, underneath crossers, and you have, like, Barkley slip out of the backfield. There were consistent passes that were caught at the line of scrimmage 20, 25 yards consistently. And then anytime Daniel Jones threw the ball downfield, it's like, all right, that's going to be open. And it was. That usually there wasn't a there wasn't a player in the secondary anywhere near the receiver. It was just the receiver in green grass. So no, hats off to Dable. He had a hell of a game. He's had a hell of a year. Um, and the Giants team, they're going into Philly this weekend. Uh, and this is going to be another one of those you know games. No one says New York's going to win. That's supposed to be a big upset. They can come out on top. Uh, they have the capability to do it. Uh, it's it's a it's an unbelievable year for the Giants. They've blown me away. I, I agree. I agree with everything that's said. Um, there's not really much else to say. I picked the Giants because they had a better run game. I think it puts the Vikings in an awkward spot. It'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason because um, yeah, at this point, you, you either got to trade Justin Jefferson for as much cap or much picks as possible or you gotta, you got to go all in in his prime, and it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do because I don't know. I don't think Kirk Cousins – is good enough to win a Super Bowl without an elite run game, which they didn't have, unfortunately, this year due to injuries and whatnot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. You know, I like when you brought up the going all-in part. Um, I think they have to go for a Super Bowl the next three years because I think Jackson's going to be gone after their, once his uh, contract runs out because unless you want to pay him. million for a receiver, which is, even for Justin Jefferson, it's just too much under cap space, especially when you're still paying Kirk. So I think you just go all in. But, yeah, that's that's it with that game. I think it's Giants-Eagles next week, so that that should be a fun one. Uh, uh, Next game here, Ravens-Bengals. I picked the Ravens in this game, and I honestly think I was was wronged. I think the the Ravens deserve to win this game. You're at the inch yard line. It's like second and goal. All you have to do is just QB sneak in, push him in. You go up seven with five minutes left to a Bengals team whose offense did nothing. Couldn't do anything after the first quarter. And, you know, fumbled. They returned it for 98 yards. And, no, that's the game. But we were talking about worried about the Bills. If you're going to be worried about the Bills, you have to be worried about the Bengals. Because I, I, I can't buy into that they're one of the hottest teams when they put up that performance against a Ravens team that was decimated with injuries. Here, here is my issue with the Bengals. The only issue I really have. 
their offensive line is beat up pretty badly. I believe Jonah Williams is out. Lyle Collins is out. Two or three of their of their offensive line starters are either out or questionable or doubtful and, right and now. And Kappa. Kappa. Kappa's out too. Kappa. That, that is horrifying to me. Now, I think if the Bengals stayed healthy, I think they could win this game by maybe two scores. Like, honestly, I think the Bengals are the better football team. However, they're not healthy, so that leaves a lot of concerns on the offensive line. And, um, yeah, if Joe Burrow can't have a little bit of time to throw the football, there's going to be massive issues. That's what scares me the most. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, it hurts having your offensive lineman out, especially the majority of your offensive line. Um, if you're a Bengals fan, the only positive I can see from that, or not even positive, but like grimace of hope, is that Burrow had arguably a bottom 6-0 line last year and was a play away from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Burrow's dealt with bad O-lines his first two years in the NFL. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world for Cincinnati because you also you look at Buffalo – they're down, Matt, uh, not Matt Milano, they're down Von Miller, Micah Hyde. They're down big players on defense, so I think it partially evens out. Um, but yeah, no, Bengals-Ravens game, Bengals went up early. They got a hot start. I think that's one of the biggest curses in the NFL playoffs just to get out to a hot start because uh, so many times it's these these big leads blown. Um, no excuse, though. Uh, it's very, very hard, in my opinion, at least, to play a team three times in a row. Um, I don't think there's any benefits to that if you're Cincinnati. It wasn't even like Cincinnati could, you know, rest their starters in the finale against Baltimore because they were playing for home field advantage because, um, in my opinion, the NFL severely botched um, the coin flip idea and the home field advantage idea. I think they got it all wrong. But that's neither here nor there now. Um, Bengals and Buffalo, it'll be a great game. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, uh, we're going to get into those um, division games, but we've got to touch on the blowout really quick. Uh, Cowboys-Bucks. Um, I was blessed to get the Cowboys on the island by myself. I don't, like, I know you guys get it for Tom Brady, and hindsight's twenty twenty. so looking back at it, obviously it was a bad pick. But this Cowboys team is a lot more talented, better coached. The Buccaneers didn't even look like they wanted to be there after they gave a touchdown. Yeah, it was a blowout. Um, and yeah, Jake, I think... Jake, I, th- I think there's really only two takeaways from this game because uh, Cowboys blew them out. It wasn't close. Um, and and here, here are my two takeaways. One, Brett Maher sucks, doesn't show up. I, I, I don't think he should still be on the roster. You can't miss four extra points. Uh, secondly, I picked the Cow- – I'm sorry, I picked the Buccaneers because Brady was 7-0 in his career against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys this year are like 0-5 on grass or whatever. Some, just some couple of weird stats like that. And, and I, oh, and, and I guess the whole Brady story, you know, Brady always wins these games. So, you know, I'm looking into all this and I'm like, okay, like every single stat seems to be in the Bucks direction. That's where I made the mistake. Cowboys have been the better team all year. The Buccaneers have not been a good football team all year. Hell, they lost to the Browns this year in overtime. Um, I wish I would have just picked off what team I thought was the better team, but I didn't. I let the little stats get in my head. Shame on me. And I think, I think that's a lesson. Uh, going forward, that uh, we can learn. Don't don't look at stupid little stats. Just pick the better football team. Because I did not do that, and I am now in last place in the pick'em because of it. Um, I mean, I was Tom Brady's guy. That was on me. Um, I hope this isn't how his career ends. Um, if it is, I wish he just would have retired during a Super Bowl after a Super Bowl because it would have just been so much more fitting and sweeter. Um. 
I just don't I just don't see a way he doesn't come back next year. I just don't know if his personality allows him to lose like that. If it would have been a close game and he would have lost, I would have seen maybe. Um, but that was just the most disinterested Tom Brady-led football team I've seen. Um, I don't know really where he ends up or where he goes. Um, he he didn't have a terrible game. I know some people say he did, but that's just because the standard he put up compared to a vintage Tom Brady game he maybe did, but it was still a top-10 quarterback-like performance. Um, the Cowboys team is really good, as much as I hate to say it, because I hate Cowboys fans and that whole them boys and all that, all that stuff. I just can't stand it. Um, so I hope they get smacked by the 49ers next week. But they were the better team, and they deserve to win. Yeah, I think I, I think I touched all of it. The only interesting thing after the first half, just watching Brett Maher go out there and miss um, extra points, which honestly, if you have to feel bad for the man, he ha- he well, he has been really really good the entire year. And he yeah, just shits, you know, that's that's the other really thing. I, I don't I don't think he's bad. I, I think it was sad. That was the saddest thing. I've seen in a while watching someone get it's like watching a golfer just miss a couple easy putts in a row. Um and you know like he's good. Like overall his overall statistics say he's good. And he just just got the yips and it was just it was sad to watch. I don't know how he still has a job. Congrats to him. Normally that's an instant fire. Um so hopefully he can rebound this upcoming week and make some, some big kicks for them. Well, I don't know if I hope that, but for his sake, I hope he does. Yeah, and uh, just one last point before we move on. I just want to just – I saw this thing on TikTok. So they had the audio of Dak Prescott yelling that we should go for two instead of kicking. So the NFL somehow has that audio. But when it's a uh, primetime football game, Brown Steelers, and Mason says something about Rudolph, and then he hits them, they didn't have the audio for that. Just want to mention that. Uh, let's move on to the division around. Saturday game, 4.30, NBC, Jaguars going into Arrowhead. I'll go last here. Chiefs by 35. Chiefs blow up. Uh, the Chiefs spank them, and then they go out to Waffle House. The disrespect you're showing these Jaguars is just unbelievable. This team in the past, oh I want to say nine games, sorry, eight and one or seven and one. So you keep saying the Bengals are the hottest team in football. The Jaguars are the hottest team in football. They don't. They don't. Know, they don't know how to lose now. They don't know how to lose. I think. I, I think this game being close for the first half. I think the Chiefs may go on a little bit of a run in the third quarter, and then I think the Jaguars close. My heart says Jaguars. My head says Chiefs by like a by like a field goal. Doesn't matter though. I'm gonna take my Jaguars. And Trevor Lawrence after this um, year, when he goes and wins the Super Bowl, is going to be a top five quarterback. All right. Time out. Uh, Let me hold on. No, real quick. I just want to address this about the Jaguars because it just it drives me nuts. Your little fandom with them. They're in a division that is a. It was ran by Lovey Smith this year with the Houston Texans. They won two games and they won the final game of the year, so they couldn't get the number one overall pick. It was then the next best team in that division, the Indianapolis Colts, who went one and seven with Jeff Saturday as the head coach, who's proving to be um, the worst interim in the history of sports. So Jeff Saturday is a complete failure. The Colts are a complete failure. So those are your two perennial teams in the AFC South. And then the Titans. Uh, to win the division, you went to Tennessee, where 
not your first string quarterback and not your second string quarterback played. It was Josh Dobbs or rocket scientist. You went up against Josh Dobbs or rocket scientist, and you only won because of a botched fumble at the end of the game. So the Jaguars team, they're not great. They play garbage. They don't play a thing. That's why they have all these, these little wins. Um, did they, did they not be Dallas Jackson? Is Dallas good? They seem like a good team. They're, they're it's Dallas. Good. Yeah. It's Dallas. Oh, in the playoff game, you play Brandon Staley. The, 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 the things I give to play Brandon Staley in the playoff game. They beat a healthy Ravens team. Well, then why, why did you pick the Chargers then? Why did you pick the Chargers then if you thought Staley was awful? Thank you. Lesser okay. of two evils. Uh, I can't wait for that game. It will be close. A- anyone saying it's a blowout is just a moron. All right, let's go. Giants-Eagles in Philly. Um, after picking the Jaguars, I don't feel safe picking the Giants as well. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. But they're also... I'm not going to say they're undervalued, but they just had a fantastic year. Jalen Hurts had an extra week to get healthy. Fantastic defense, really good offense. Nick Sirianni is really good. I'm going to take the Eagles here. No disrespect to the Giants. I'll be taking the Eagles as well. Uh, Jake, I will give you credit. You're, you're putting your balls on the table with the Jags. I guess I can respect that, even though I disagree with it. Um, I think the Eagles win this game. I think they both teams have a really good defense. Um, both teams have uh, good running games. Uh, I just think the Eagles' quarterback play and passing game has been consistently better than the Giants all year, which is why I think they win this game. I think Jalen Hurts has a has a good game, um, and and I think the Eagles handle it at home. I think that home field advantage is crazy too. The Eagles should handle it at home. You know, you got the better quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You have a better run game. You have better receivers in A.J. Brown. And you have a better defense. You have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And then you got big play Slay back there in your secondary. Huge fan of the Eagles this game. Uh, Carter, you mentioned it. Uh, There is not a fan base in sports like Philadelphia. Uh, Just a phenomenal fan base. That place is going to be rocking. Sirianni is a phenomenal head coach. Um I think the Eagles win. I think they win very close, though. I think it's going to be a, a, a grounded and pounded game um, that's determined by a couple of big shots between the quarterbacks. I think there's maybe two or three total deep balls. And I, just, I think it's a lot of underneath, a lot of runs uh, in a game in the mid-20s. It'll be a great game. Uh, I think the Giants have had an unbelievable year. I think it's sad that it's going to end this week. But um, hell of a year for the Giants and the Eagles. These are two great teams. Hold on. So yeah. I'm a little bit confused here. Sorry, sorry, Hunter. I don't mean to cut you off. This is because this is your team. I just want to say a quick little thing. The Jaguars are nine and eight, and the Giants are nine seven and one. So basically nine and eight. They're both nine and eight, but the Jaguars are shit, and the Giants are amazing. Okay. Yeah, and this is this is so this is so easy to debunk this, Jacob. The Jaguars played in a division where the other three teams had losing records. The Giants played in a division where every single team had a record of five hundred or better. Did they beat the Eagles? Did who beat the Eagles? Did, did the Giants ever beat the Eagles? Uh, well, I don't know, but the Giants, the Giants, um, no, they, they played in a much they better did. division. They I played in a much better did. division. Did they beat the Cowboys? I, I, I don't know. They're only Jake, I don't know what we're doing here. Teams. They only beat the Well, you're saying they play in this great division, but they never won those games. So that proves they do. They play, they, they, they play in the highest winning percentage in the NFL this year. I know. I, and the Jaguars don't. That. But if they don't win those games, it means nothing. Thank you. I, 
I, I think you. Jaguars you're also so have wrong. the best win in their schedule. I'm not wrong. See, Jackson, I but use stats to back this up. Isn't, my this isn't college football, though. This isn't college football, though. You can't. It's the NFL. Every single one of these 32 teams, with the exception of the Colts this year, these are all legit football teams. Okay, you got to go out. You got to put a game plan. Yeah. You got to win. This isn't college okay. football where so you have to play like Colorado State and you game. have to have a franchise win. Okay, you don't need that in the NFL. Just win your games, and that's what the Giants okay. have done this so year. So the Jaguars won their games against bad teams, but you just you just yelled. You just said they're all good football teams, and you shit on the Jaguars for beating these good football teams. Now you're now you're just going against yourself, like you always do. Well, one team is in a significantly better division than the Jaguars. But they didn't That's my beat case them. in the story. They didn't beat those teams. They're 0-4 against the Cowboys and the if Eagles. The, if the Commanders were in the AFC South, they're probably in the playoffs right now. <coughs> no. Um, this game's really hard for me. But as a wise man once said about 15 or 20 minutes ago, pick the better team. And I think the better team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now... The Giants are my team. I've been riding the Giants all year. But I think they lose in a heartbreaking fashion. This one sucks. I think the Giants have had a phenomenal year. I just think they're a little bit too inexperienced to pick them to go to the NFC Championship. That's what scares me. And I know Jalen Hurts is inexperienced, but he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And Jalen Jones played solid this year, but Hurts has looked so much better. So, Honor. I want to say this. First off, I appreciate you calling me a wise man. I agree. Second off, as a wise man that you see me as, I'd like to just throw this out there at you. The last two times that the Giants have won their first playoff game, last two times, they've won the Super Bowl both times. This year, they go into Minnesota, they win their game, and now, you know, the last two times they've gone to the Super Bowl, they did it this year. What do you think? I really like that stat. However, it does not change my mind. The lack of loyalty that you guys show towards your teams, no, I can't understand no. it. I, I will never pick the Jaguars okay. to beat the Chiefs. Put money on it. Put money on it. Hmm? Put 5 to $10 on the Jaguars beating the Chiefs. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. Um, okay. Uh, Bengals, Bills here. In Buffalo, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Um, I don't understand why this isn't the Sunday night game. Well, I guess it's because, like, networks and stuff and CBS gets that game, so I guess that makes more sense. But, yeah, Bengals-Bills. Um, I'll go first here. I think I just, I just think the Bills are destined to make it to the AFC Championship game, and I'm rooting for them. I think there's their easy team to get, to get behind. I'll be rooting for the Bills, so I'm, I'm going to take the Bills. And these are both teams that are trying to find their footing offensively. Um, I think both defenses – well, I guess the Bills struggled a little bit, but it was mostly turnovers that caused those points for Miami. I think both defenses are going to come to play. I think it's which offense has the least amount of turnovers and which offense just moves the ball better. I'll, I'll take the Bills, which I think is going to be the most electric game of the weekend, other than the Jaguars' upset and Kansas City. The Jaguars' upset is not a thing. I will be taking the Bills as well. Uh, they were my preseason Super Bowl prediction, so I'm going to ride with them until they're out. I think Josh Allen – is on a mission this year, even though he has been a little turnover prone. And I think tragedy wins teams games. And I think the DeMar Hamlin situation as horrible as it was, will help will propel this team. They'll rally around that and they'll propel to a Super Bowl championship. Give me the bills. Yeah. I'm sorry, but tragedy will walk itself back home this week because Cincinnati Bengals are beating the Buffalo Bills. Um, this game is, what's the spread on this? Is it four or five and a half, I think? 
five and a half. I know the Bengals are plus two. Yeah, five and a half. Okay, I feel like like I I think the Bengals win this game. I think it's fairly easy. Like I feel very confident about the Cincinnati Bengals winning this football game. I think overall they're the better team. Josh Allen has not looked great this year, and Burrow and the Bengals have been hot. I know last week didn't show it, but obviously didn't show it for the bank the Bills either. Um, yeah, no, give me Cincy. You know, I think this is one of the hardest games the slate to pick. Um, I'll say this about the Buffalo Bills. I don't think this entire season, I don't think there's been a team in football that's had it harder than the Bills. You start out, um, you lose a home game, and you have to go play in Detroit, okay? You then get snowed in, and you miss Christmas with your family. All right, so you miss a home game, and you're missing Christmas with your family. Um, you then lose Von Miller, your franchise at Drusher that you spent $100 million on. You then lose Micah Hyde, um, top two player in your secondary, your best safety in your secondary. Then the DeMar Hamlin situation happens, uh, which is just unprecedented. Nothing like that has ever happened in football, and hopefully hopefully, it never happens again. No team has had it harder this year than the Buffalo Bills. And I think that weighs on a team. And I, I just – I think the Bills, honestly, I think they're, I think they're a little weighted down. They have had everything in their opposition this year, and sometimes it's just too much and it's too hard to fight through. Um, and because of that, I will be going with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I also think with this being a CBS game, CBS Day game, with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, this just screams to me, nail-biting finish. Super close the whole game. Tony Romo's going to be calling every play. I Look at the last few games that Jim Nance and Tony Romo have called. Uh, during the day on CBS, they've all been close and they've all uh, they've all had wild and un, uh, unexpected finishes. I think the Bengals win in a heart wrenching game that goes down to the final seconds. I just I can't get over the injuries the Bengals have had in their offensive line. They're down. They, they lost their three best offensive linemen all out. And I know we said he wasn't protected last year. This O-line with those injuries may be worse than he had last year. Against a Bills pass rush, it's a lot better. Like It's very solid even without Von Miller. So I just I struggle to find a way where they're going to be able to consistently pass the ball without Joe Burrow just getting nailed every play. Because the Bills' coverage is still very good without Micah Hyde. They still have Tredarius White. They still have Matt Milano, who's a very good um, linebacker in coverage. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I like the Bills' pick. But it should be an electric game. Um, yes, one more. Sunday. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Cowboys Niners in San Fran. Sunday Night Football, 630. Um, there's a lot of good games in the slate, just looking back at it. If once once the Jaguars upset the Chiefs, I think the rest of the games will be fairly close. And then the nightcap with Cowboys Niners should be good. Um, I want to go. Jackson, you go first. I don't know what I'm going to do with this game. You're mute. You're mute. Yeah, thank you, Jacob. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, um, but Brock Purdy, he hasn't just been great. He's been unfathomable. Like, th- this this is also unprecedented in the NFL. We've never seen a quarterback do something like this. He was the last pick in the entire draft, and he's come in. He hasn't lost a game. He's 7-0. and There's only two other quarterbacks this year that have been on seven-game win streaks, and that's um, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. That's it. Um, so I, I get people are going to talk about, you know, Purdy, he's a rookie, he's bound to collapse. And I want to say, I agree with you, but like, he just, he, he hasn't even come close to like showing it. He hasn't looked bad in a single game. 
Uh, he, like, I'm not saying he's looked great. He's just he's been this consistent quarterback. He's made the throws. He's made the reads. He's taking what the defense gives. He's not doing too much. Um, and I I love it. And because of that, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Niners. I think they have a better coach. I love the Niners team. I love what they've done with it. I love Debo. Debo. I love Ayuk. I love Kittle. I love Trent Williams on on your uh, Trent Williams on your uh, offensive line. Defensively, I think you have the best player in football in Nick Bosa. Uh, you got Fred Warner back there. Like I love this Niners team, and I think they keep it rolling. And I like Shanahan over Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I get it. Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl champion, more experience, but I think he's wildly, wildly underperformed in Dallas. He's got a uh, he's had a franchise quarterback his entire time there with Dak Prescott. He never had to rebuild anything, um, and he had an owner who's worth billions of dollars that has given him every single possible resource he needs to succeed. Um, so I'm not big on McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy has this great game plan to slow down San Francisco. I'll take the Niners here, and I think they win by more than one score. Interesting. Oh, oh yeah, Hunter, you can go. Um, you know, this game, I truly believe is a coin flip. I legit don't know who wins this football game. Yesterday, my heart was telling me the Cowboys. Today, my heart is telling me the 49ers, and I'm a very in-the-moment type of person, so in saying that, I think I'm going to pick the San Francisco 49ers to win this football game. Now, if the Cowboys won by two scores, would it shock me at all, not even a little bit. The Cowboys have the experience in the head coach. Dak Prescott and a franchise quarterback. I know he's in turnover prone, and with CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, it seems like the Cowboys could, would be able to beat Mr. Irrelevant. However, Mr. Irrelevant has played so well this year, and I think this is a year of unprecedented territory where we see a rookie quarterback, seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, make the NFC Championship game. I haven't liked Purdy. I've been against Purdy almost all year, and I'm going to ride with Shanahan and, and Purdy in this game. Give me the Niners. Um, I would say I, I, don't, I don't think me – well, I thought we were similar, Hunter. I won't say I'm against Purdy. I've been against Purdy's inexperience. He has been great, but his numbers are very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo, um, which I think makes the quarterback situation very interesting for the 49ers because I don't know if you go back to Jimmy G, if you have a younger guy that's putting up similar numbers at such a young age and can potentially grow past that. Um, I think because of how high in the politics of football, Trey Lance will get a chance, and maybe he should because we didn't really see the full potential, but what we did see, Brock Purdy has been much better. Um, but for me, this game is very simple for one reason. Excuse my language. Fuck the Cowboys. The fan base, all of it, I, I just can't. Like They're the New York Yankees of the NFL. They think they're the greatest thing ever, and they haven't won. Them, it's even longer than the Yankees. At least the Yankees have won this century. I don't. I, the last time the Cowboys won was in the 90s, I think, 90s, 80s. And they think they're the standard of excellence. Um, that has to be continued. And they haven't continued it, so I don't understand why they think why they think they're the the greatest thing ever. Um, so I will be taking the Niners. I the four, the Cowboys have a good team this year, but I just feel like they always crumble in the playoffs, and I just can't stand them anyway. So the sooner all their fans stop posting, we're going to the Super Bowl, get them out of the, or we're the greatest. Everyone bow down. As soon as that, I can just stop seeing that on all my social media feeds from Cowboys fans that I know and some that I don't know. My life will be cleansed, and I will be a much happier person because of that. Give me the 49ers. Give me Brock Purdy. It's going to be a good game, though. Jake, real quick before you go, Carter, I know we agree on so little, 
both in sports and outside of sports. But damn it, you hit that right on the head. I couldn't agree more. Cowboys fans are pathetic. Uh, they have not had a standard since the 80s. They're just like Yankees fans. They're entitled. They're pretentious. They're obnoxious. They're useless. They don't provide anything. Uh, they all live in la-la land. They have absolutely nothing. It's a pathetic organization. They're two pathetic cities, damn it. Let's go, Niners. Sorry. It's, this, game, this game's tough for me. Because I, I me and Jack Royce, you know, Brock Purdy, he, he can't advance the playoff. He has played very well. But there's also something that Jack likes to talk about. It's regression to the mean. And it's either this game or next game Brock Purdy will lose. He's not making to a Super Bowl. I just have to decide if it's going to be now or if it's going to be the next round. How about them Cowboys? I'm going to go Dallas. I'll, I'll, I'll ride Dallas on the island. I don't feel great about it. I also have disdain for all those fans you just mentioned, but... Yuck. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the boys here. Yuck. I know. Stinky, disgusting yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <sighs> Michael Parsons, great O-line. I think it's going to be a battle. It's just, I can't see a way Brock Purdy continues to play the way he is. He, at some point... He's gonna he's gonna struggle. He's gonna throw two to three picks in a game, and I think it's this one. All right. Uh, any last thoughts where we ended here? Oh, sorry. Really quick. Uh, records really quick. Uh, I was four and two. Carter's four and two. Hunter's four and two. And Jack was three and three after last week. Oh, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. All right. Are we are we good? Any thoughts except for Hunter? Carter or Jack, any thoughts? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Great. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.